at a time when investors are confronted with market volatility and a variety of challenges fueled by the uncertainty of inflation, unsettled geopolitical tensions, and economic pressures, Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. This is Invest Talk, independent thinking, shared success. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Thursday, September 7, 2023. I'm Steve Peasley. And on this program and podcast, I will be providing useful data and my unbiased perspective developed from more than 50 years of investing experience. And of course, my objective, as we say all the time, is to help you become a better investor. You'll never be perfect. We're not perfect. But you need to have knowledge to become a a better investor. You can be good. You don't have to be an expert. You don't. You just have to understand what you're doing and make your best choices from that perspective. And that means you just need to know stuff. So I have a mix of educational and actual material ready to, to touch on today to help you. And of course, your contributions in the form of your questions and comments and uh, are always the, the heart and soul of, of the podcast. So I want to hear your questions. I can make you a better investor. If you want to learn, I'm willing to teach so before I talk about the market's performance today and run down the plan show options, let's listen to our first caller question now, 888-99-CHART. Uh, hi, this is Van from Idaho. I have a question on whether you think that Devon Energy, symbol DVN, is a good buy at this time or not, and what a good entry point is. Thank you very much. Love your show. Bye. Well, I do like it. It's Devon Energy engaged in the exploration and production of oil, gas, and natural gas liquids in the United States and Canada. Uh, it's going to repurchase. announced about the mid-year it was going to repurchase about 9% of the shares of their common outstanding, which is nice. It's a $33 billion company. You know, if it buys back those shares, that means earnings per share goes up just because there's less shares to spread their earnings around. So the question is, is it a good buy at this point? Well, let's take a look at the numbers. They're going to make uh, $6.37 next year, 2024. They're going to make $5.55 per share this year. That's the estimate. It's a $52 stock. Okay? So looking forward, you know, that makes it a fairly reasonable stock. Now, the five-year P.E. is like 5 to 151, so it's quite a large P.E., because in 2020, they lost monies per share, $0.17. Cents. So um, the sales of recently have fallen sharply. The June quarter, they fell by 39%. Before that, they were growing. Now they're just falling. So there's some, you know, some risk involved here. They don't have a lot of debt. Management owns 1%. Mutual funds own about 40%, and they have sold off over the last year, they had 2,088 funds, owners, mutual fund owners. Now they're 17 and 46. So the question is, is this a good value? Is this a good place to buy it? 
Well, I'm going to say, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this looks like a good range. Around the 44 to $54 is a good range that it's in. You might want to see if it moves back down to the bottom of that range. But I think this is a good price for it. It pays a 6.6% dividend. Whenever I see that, and then I look to see if it's, are they capable of maintaining that? And they are because they have $11.74 a share in cash flow. 6% of $52, you know, is pretty easy. That's only like $3. And they're going to make six thirty-seven. That's not even 50% payout ratio. So I, I think it is a good buy. I don't, you know, everybody's, Worried that oil is not going to be as popular because of the electric vehicle pump boom. And I, I'm agreeing with the electric vehicle boom, but oil is going to be needed. Gasoline is going to be needed for decades, not just a few years, decades. So if you can buy these companies cheap that pay these kind of dividends, I would. I think it's a good place. Let's go to Roger in the Bay Area. How you doing, Roger? Hi, Steve. Uh, doing good. Long time is not the show. And really Thank you. appreciate all that you guys do. Thank you. So, uh, like the last listener, I also have an energy stock to talk about. Uh, I wanted to know your take on EOG resources, ticker symbol EOG. Okay. I wanted to grab some at uh, low hundreds, but it quickly ran away in the last month or so, gaining close to 20%. I do expect a pullback in the near future, but uh, what do you think a good pickup price would be here? Well, right. Uh, if you can get it at a hundred dollars, that'd be perfect. But I don't think you're going to get it there. Maybe you, it's at one hundred thirty-one dollars and fifty-five cents a share today, everybody. So, but a hundred dollars a share is a strong support. So is about a hundred and ten. Those are two very strong support areas for this stock. And if you're, uh, you can be patient and see if you can get there. Meanwhile. The earnings are really good. I mean, they're going to make $12.76 to share next year. It's a $131 stock. So you're talking, you know, uh, less than a 10 PE. The five-year range is 6 to 35. Return equity is very good at 34%. Almost a $20 per share cash flow, huge cash flow. But like the previous company, you know, Devon, this most recent quarter, sales fell sharply. But before that, they were always growing. So the question is, is it cheap enough? Or should I buy here? And again, the same same answer is, I think I'd be a little bit patient and wait to see if it pulls back for you. I really think it should. Um, I think it might. And as long as you're not in a big rush, I would like to pick it up between 100 and $110 a share instead of 131 Okay? Appreciate the call. Thanks, Roger. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. We've got a lot of ground to cover, everybody, in the next 45 minutes. So here's what I have planned, time permitting, of course. My focus point looks at the story behind the, the headline, the majority of homeowners feel locked in by their current mortgage rate. What does that mean? We'll explore that, and it's obvious, I think. Remember, mortgage were at 3%. Those people, a lot of people, refinance their mortgages down to there. Well, they feel like they can't give that up. We'll explore that more. I hope also hope to have questions. I got a bunch of stuff, and I don't know if I'm going to get to. I want to talk about the ISM service sector number that came out today. Uh, we'll talk about mortgage rates. I want to talk about Apple and why it fell four percent today, uh, and Saudi Arabia why they are moving into the mining industry away from oil. Okay, um, and 
And did you know that the stocks fell for the month of August? Um, shoppers say they, uh, they're not buying big-ticket items. Why is that? So there's a lot of things I want to talk to. I doubt if we can get to them, all of them, but we'll get to a bunch of them before the end of the day. At least that's hope. And plus, we got voicemail questions, too. T-L-R-Y, Telray Brands, Inc., and wants to know about price supports. And, uh, you know, so we'll talk about all those. The market is out today. I thought it was going to end up down, but it didn't. Well, end up mixed. Dow was up 58 points. The NASDAQ goes down 124. And the S&P was down 14. So overall, the market was probably on the weak side and downside today. Um, and I think the NASDAQ, I think that's four out of the last five days it's been down. So the NASDAQ, and I noticed it's the small cap, the Russell 2000 that's struggling. So Russell 2000 is the small cap tech stocks mostly. That's what it mostly is. So they're the ones that are having a lot of trouble. So, and then Apple had their problems today, and that's probably why the NASDAQ was down. Remember, Apple's so big, you know, because of the, the market, you know, the market cap on Apple is huge. So it affects the indexes. Okay. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Please remember that you can call anytime and leave your questions on our Best Talk Voice Bank. And if you're listening via live, that's 1220 AM on radio in Silicon Valley. Or maybe you're listening to us on the internet. That's fine, too. Either way, I want you to give us a call. 888-99-CHART. Justin Klein talks about the KPP Financial Premium Newsletter. I want to remind you that this is a time where you probably need some guidance and you're tuning in to try to get our view of the markets. And we only have an hour here. And, and sometimes the way I distill each day can be maybe not enough, maybe not enough time. And so our premium newsletter is a great tool for especially newer investors trying to learn some things. The KPP Financial Premium Newsletter comes to your mailbox every Saturday. Learn how to analyze the market. Learn what the economic numbers mean. Learn how to manage a portfolio. Maybe get an idea of what are good companies to be at least looking at. Maybe you don't buy it today, but you should always have a watch list of companies that hey, these are interesting. These have good businesses. And if they get the right price, maybe I should buy them. So our newsletter is a great tool for that. Subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Everybody wants a secure financial future, but getting there takes strategy, discipline, and the right information. Steve Peasley is ready to provide his unbiased answers. So don't forget to call Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. My focus point today looks at the story behind the, the headline, the majority of homeowners feel locked in by their current mortgage rate. Okay, and you know the mortgage rates bottomed, the 30-year fix bottomed in January of this year at 3% or so. Actually, January 2021, not this year, but 2021. They're bottom about 3%. And now the fixed 30-year mortgage is more than 7%. It's been more than 7% for four weeks. Four weeks. So, uh, 
it's a tough situation. If you are in a low mortgage rate, are you going to turn that in to buy a different house and now get stuck in a 7% rate? See, that's what they mean by locked in. You, it would be very difficult to give up that cheap rate. And a survey says that most people won't do that, 82% of homeowners. And they would start to consider it at 5.5% or less. That seems to be the magic number. 5.5% 30-year fix or less. Then they would be willing to give up their 3% or 3.5% mortgage and move on. So this locks up the, the housing market. What does that do? It of course, it distorts things, and now people won't sell their house, so there's less houses on the market. So new people trying to buy a house, they have there's less choices and very expensive mortgages. So, so it, it it's difficult because it's a catch twenty two. That you know here you are looking for a house, but now you if you're going to sell your old one, you're not going to want to do that. Okay, let's say you don't have an old one to buy. Now, that means you're going to get a 7% mortgage. That means you can't afford the bigger house that you could if you can get three, three and a half. And I'll say this also. Don't expect 3% to come back. I don't see it coming back. I know it's not coming back in my lifetime. And it would be highly unlikely to come back to come back in the next 30 years. I mean, it's just highly unlikely that that's going to happen. Don't think that, it. well, I'll just wait till it gets cheap again. Then I'll do it. It won't get that cheap. Not. So don't expect it. Deal with what it is, not what you want it to be. Deal with the reality of very much higher mortgage rates. And I'll, I'll have you know, housing, the housing market will, will return to normal. It will. It's going to take time, years probably. But normal means 5 to 8% 30-year fixed mortgage. That's what normal means. Don't think normal means three to five. No, that's abnormal. Okay. Let's keep things moving and pivot back to an InvestTalk voice bank question that came in earlier from Hawaii, 888-99-CHART. Hi, a uh, question for Stephen Justin, this, uh, Dick from Hawaii. Could you tell me what you use to determine price support? Uh, do you use a simple moving average? And if so, what units do you use, such as the 100-day moving average? But do you, do you draw or use support lines or some other method? Uh, it would be helpful. I know you, you mentioned it on the show, but it would be helpful to know uh, how you determine that. And uh, very much enjoy your show. Thank you. Bye. Okay, that's a very good question. Support is, when you look back, it's where the stocks stopped going down in the past year on a daily chart uh, for one year or three years or five years. When the stocks stopped going down, that would be support. Okay, and usually it quite often happens at moving averages. So you look at different things, but those are the moving averages we use: twenty-day, fifty-day, hundred-day, and two hundred-day moving averages. Okay, so that if you have, if you want any more information, just send us an email. We'll be happy to provide it. Well, I'm not sure what happened there, though. Uh, hopefully, it won't happen again. Let's go to uh, let's go to a talking point. The ISM number came out today, and it was pretty high. 54.5%. They thought it would come in at 52.5, and last month it was 51. ISM is the Institute of Supply Management Service Sector number, not the manufacturing sector. The service sector is more important because our economy is driven more by service than manufacturing. 
Anyways, this made the market nervous. Why would it do that? Because will the Fed raise rates if the economy is too strong? And part of that number, part of that ISM number that came out, there is the second row in a second month in a row, the sub index inside of it that talks about inflation, it was up, up two months in a row. And that's after falling for 18 months in a row. So is there underlying pressure of inflation building back again after falling? Is it coming back? See, all those things are worrying the market that when they read those numbers today. So remember, the Fed meets, and it there's there's about a 60% chance that they might raise the rates, and that odds just went up. It was much lower than that. So we're going to see... And that's making everybody kind of nervous, and that's why the market was on, on the weak side. When people take time to leave an Investop podcast review on iTunes, we like to thank them for their courtesy by getting to their questions quickly. Okay? So JDC and Auburn Barut had a question. I generally don't like to short stocks because of the potential for unlimited losses, but decided to screen for stocks with high uh, return to equities, high price to sales ratio, high debt to equity, and you know negative free cash flow. In your opinion, do APLD and TGTX appear to be good candidates for shorting? Now, I remind you, everybody, don't don't short. I suggest that you do not short because it's hard to do. The market has an upward bias, and when you short, you're betting that the market's going to go down or the stock is going to go down. Now, he did apply digital, APLD, as a possible short. It's a $544 million stock, so it's very small. So it's going to be very erratic. They're going to make a $0.66 cents a share this year, $1.09 next year. It's a $5.24 stock. Sales have jumped 139%, 193% this most recent quarter, and over 1,000% the quarter before that. Sales have been increasing sharply. It operates next-generation data center, computer power to blockchain infrastructure, and supports for Bitcoin mining. That's what they are. I wouldn't short it. I don't like shorting any companies that make money. Okay, and they're going to make money this year and next year and make quite a bit. That's the estimates. The cash flow is negative. Debt is pretty high. Management owns almost 30% of the company. Mutual funds are net buyers. There's 95 of them a year ago. Now today, there's 161. I wouldn't short it. Okay, I I I don't short. I would not short companies that make money, and I don't recommend that people short stocks. I don't think I just don't think it's a wise idea for most people to short. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't short applied digital. Eight 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 ninety nine. Charity also asked about another company. T. GTX. Let's take a quick look at that. I don't have a lot of time here. Uh, that's a $1.7 billion company. Develops and commercializes commercialization of novel treatments for B-cell diseases. They don't make money. They will make money for the first time next year for $0.15 cents a share. It's $11.29 stock. And they have not made money ever so far. Okay, but sales are going up sharply, and uh, again, I wouldn't short this. They're going to make money next year. I wouldn't short it. 
anyways, it's a risky business. I see that it fell sharply a few weeks ago. I mean, really sharply from $20 all the way down to 10 in one day. Uh, I'd be careful with that. So as we head into break, let me tell you about the Invest.com Classroom series. It is streaming now for free on our YouTube channel. The topic for episode five is how to invest in recessionary times. Search Invest Talk Classroom. Invest Talk, two T's, Invest Talk Classroom. And now my phone line is open. All the lines are open and waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Justin Klein and Steve Beasley are ready to take on your finance and investment questions. Call Investor 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve, Justin, and Luke. John here from Lakeland, Florida. My interest for this call is this Canada space. I wanted to get your opinion on Tilray, ticker symbol T-L-R-Y. I know nothing looks good about it now, but do you see any sort of future in this stock? Also, uh, I know at some point uh, it's going to become federally legal, in my opinion, as more and more states jump in. So I believe consolidation is inevitable. I know you can't give specific names, but can you detail what to look for in this space on stocks? that may have stronger possibilities of being the consolidator. I'm looking long-term. Thank you for all that you do for us. I look forward to hearing your answer on the podcast. Okay. Telray Brands is out of Canada. Um, They have a market cap of $2 billion companies. One of the bigger cannabis stocks develops and supplies cannabis, medicine, drugs, oil products in 21 countries. So I kind of like, because it is a big, pretty big stock. They haven't made money. They're not going to make money. Uh, they're not going to make money next year. They're going to lose $0.09 cents a share. Uh, sales in the most recent quarter were up 20%, but the three quarters before that, they were down slightly. But the three quarters before that, they were up huge. So it's that kind of stock. It's one of those, they don't have much do- debt, which is good. Management owns 3%. Mutual funds are net sellers, but pretty slow. It's a $2.96 stock. So, you know, if you're going to take a risk, this would be a good one to take a risk, but there's no way to evaluate the stock because they don't have earnings. But it looks like they're coming off a bottom. It looks like they hit about a dollar fifty a share, and now they've been coming back. But 
you know, until they make money and get more consistency on the growth, it's just hard to know where it's going. Just don't know. The stock used to be $30 a share. And it used to be higher than that even. It got up to, uh, oh, it got up to $300 a share in 2018. Well, that was long ago. I, I do think it has a possibility. If it succeeds, and it looks like it might, this would be a good candidate for the A cannabis stock. This is Invest Talk, and you know that I'd like to play two in a row so whenever I can. So let's go ahead and take another question. 888-99-CHART. Hello. First off, I want to say thank you guys for putting out a wonderful show. I get a lot of knowledge from your show. But my question is, I'm 46 years old. I've got a fair amount of stocks, but I've also got a decent amount of credit card debt. And I'm trying to chop away at my credit card debt. Do you think it would be wise to pull out my stocks, pay off my credit card debt, chop up my credit cards, and never use them again? and then start building my portfolio. I know the interest is costing me more than the interest I'm making on most of my stocks. So if you could answer that question, I would be grateful. I hope you have a great day. And again, thank you for the show. Well, the simple answer answer is yes, because the credit card debt is so expensive. I mean, the stock market on average returns less than 10% a year. And the credit card debt is what, 15 to 25%? So, yeah, pay your credit card debt down. Why pay more than you can make with the money? You can make, look at it this way. You can make more money by paying off that debt and not going any more debt than in the stock market. It's always, what's the best use of my money? And in this case, paying off credit card debt. And, yes, cut all of them up except for at least one. And because you need emergencies as such. But don't use them. Or... I've been using credit cards forever, but I always pay it off every month. Pay it off every month. I don't pay any interest on that money. If you can't do that, then cut them all up. Okay? Appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay, Apple falls 4% today. Why? Well, there was a report that China has widened their curbs on iPhone sales in China. Specifically, the government and staffers are not supposed to buy iPhones or cut way back on their purchase of iPhones. So the question is, is they gonna, are they going to broaden that? Remember, we're not all that friendly with China at this point. And China's suffering pretty hard. Their, their exports last month really took a dive. I mean, it looks like for the first time, China might actually go into a recession, and I, don't, I can't tell you how long. Okay, and that's hurting the rest of the world. We we here in the United States are not so exposed to China. They go into recession and, you know, will they drag us down? Probably not, but they do affect a lot of other economies. Will that drag us down? Well, 66% of our economy is driven by our consumers here in the United States. So, you know, we're kind of insulated a little bit, but we aren't completely insulated and it can easily... They can easily affect us, and they're going to, it is going to affect us, in my opinion. Okay? And just, just the facts. Um, um, 82% of the people feel it's a bad time to buy a house right now. Why? Prices and mortgages. Mortgage rate's 7%. Been up there for a while now. Uh, what, three weeks in a row, four weeks in a row? 
something like that, uh, four weeks in a row. So a lot of people think that it's a bad time to buy that house. Well, house prices are pretty high, but there's a shortage because, as I talked to you in the talking, I mentioned on the main talking point today, uh, people are not going to get out of their 3% mortgages to, to go buy another house and turn it in for a 7% mortgage. They're just not going to do it. So they're going to have a continuing, continuing shortage of houses, in my opinion. Just are. And one final thing, uh, you know, that I thought I'd really quickly bring up today is there was an article about Saudi Arabia, and they're moving into the mining in a big way, mining for copper and nickel. They're making a big push into mining around the world, not just in their own country. Why? Well, obviously, what everything they for decades now they've been pushing oil, right? And they still are. I don't think they're walking away from. Them. They're not. But the electric vehicle industry is exploding, and they want a part of that. Copper is going to be a big part of that, right? And we're talking about electric motors here. A lot of, a lot of copper is used. So they want to be there. They want to be there because at some point in the next 50 years, it's really far down the road, oil is going to be less and less necessary. But, you know... Don't think it's going to happen overnight. It's not. It's going to, be able to take a long decades, as I said earlier. It's just going to take forever. But they want to diversify, and they should. They got to. They can't rely on just one industry, one product. No, no economy should do that. None. And you know, Middle Eastern countries that rely on oil now are no different than any place else. What happens when you do eventually run out of oil? Because you will at some point. Not for a long time, but at some point you will. Let's grab another caller question, this time from Texas. It came in on 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen, Justin. It's Stephen from Texas. Just curious what you guys think of ticker symbol O, Realty Income Corp. I had it in my phone as a, a stock to watch, and it dropped below 56 yesterday, and I've been kind of watching it. And I look, pulled it up, and it looks like it's been dropping a lot the last couple weeks. I know listening to the podcast right now, real estate was one of the good pod or good stocks to be in during an inflationary time. Just curious uh, if you guys know anything about why this is dropping like this at this rate. I'm sure interest rates aren't helping it, but if you could let me know what you feel like a good value for it is and, and a good entry uh, price. Appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, this is uh, simple as all realty income. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that acquires retail properties leased to regional and national retail chain operators located in 50 states. And you hit upon it, one of the problems they're having, of course, is higher interest rates when they refinance. They don't have a ton of debt, which is positive. They do have debt, but not, not as much as other REITs. But the other part where what makes me a little bit nervous is it's regional and national retail chain operations. We know that retail stores are having a hard time competing with online shoppers. So that's a difficult remember that remember they're trying to rent these properties out to retail outlets. So that's pressure. But they're paying 5.6% dividend. They're still going to make $4.11 this year, up 5% from last year. Then $4.27, up another 4% next year. It's a $55 stock. So the PE is around $13.14, and that's the low of its range. 
Okay, and a return on equity is kind of low at 3%, but that 5.6% dividend makes it awfully attractive. Will it go lower? Can you get it at a lower price? The lower price you get it at, the better you are because the higher dividend will be on the on the percentage. The yield will be higher. So will it go lower? It has hit a pretty strong support area right now. I don't think I'd be in a big rush to buy it because of what's going on in real estate. Uh, but recent sales are up 26%. That's pretty darn good in the environment we're in. So if you feel the economy is going to hit the soft landing, then this is probably a good place to buy it. If you feel the economy might go into recession, you might want to wait. And just so you know, in the 2000 recession, the COVID recession, the stock got down to the mid-30s, okay, 35, 37, somewhere in there. It's at 55 now, okay? I do like it because of dividend. I do like it a lot. Okay, 888.99 chart. We are now in September, the last month of the third quarter. So the year is moving pretty fast. Third quarter already. We're, it's almost gone. We're going to move into the fourth quarter here shortly. And well, shortly meaning 23 uh, days or so from now. <laughs> Anyways, you know, we're in a new market environment, and I try to explain to you guys and girls what that means for your portfolio. That just means you don't get out of stocks. You don't abandon the market. That means you just adjust it to to recognize a new reality. That's all that is. Uh, we try to give you unbiased guidance here on Invest Talk, and we try to give you good, solid advice, okay? And we do that with what we call independent thinking and shared success. We want to share the success we have and make sure we all think independently, you yourself included, and how we do that is we do that by, you know, uh, unbiased guidance. We do that by what we call parallel investing, buying the same stocks for you as we do for ourselves. Same price, same percentages. We like to be on the same side of the table as our clients, and that's how we do it. We put our money where our mouth is. We will give you a free portfolio review like most money managers. Ours will be a little bit different because we'll be trying to figure out how much risk you're taking in your portfolio and how much risk you feel comfortable taking by talking to you and figuring out what your risk tolerance is, your personal risk tolerance. We have software to help us with that. And we'll and we don't try to talk into anything. We're not trying to sell you. There's not a hard sell anywhere in my office. We don't do that. If we can help you, we'll help you. If you just want some advice, just some free advice, we'll give you some free advice. But if you want us to manage your money, of course that's what we would prefer. But we don't have to we just want to help wherever we can. So give us a call so we can provide you some help. Okay? Appreciate that. This is Invest Talk, and we have more than 55.4 million downloads now, thanks to you, of course. And more answers to your questions are coming up. So if you just hold on, hang on there. It's coming up next. In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know. Building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need InvestTalk. InvestTalk is a free download. Your participation makes it unique. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 
99 chart. We're going to talk to Bill in North Carolina. Hi, Bill. How are you doing? Hi, that's, I'm doing well. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Um, uh, I just, before I said the stock, I just wanted to thank you again for all that you do for all of us listeners because it's really fantastic and uh, well, I appreciate, appreciate it immensely. You know, you know, um, Bill, we, we really, really do want to help people. Yeah, we want to manage your money. I don't, you know, we don't keep a secret that that's what we are, our ideal. But if you just need some help, we'll help you. I, I don't mind helping people at all. I kind of like it, actually. So, you know, so if you just want some advice, I'll be happy to give it to you. So you had a question about a stock, Bill? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, actually, I, I think I called a few months back about this stock. It's um, Enbridge, their Canadian uh, gas producer, E-N-B. Uh-huh. Um, and recently, some news came out yesterday about, you know, this acquisition that they're getting. And I think uh, the market thought they were spending too much money on it or whatever. But uh, it, to me, it looks like just a, a, the price has been dropping. It looks like a better buying opportunity. It's a high dividend payer. So that's my yep. motivation. Um yes. You know, these kind of news, I see stocks all the time. They respond to bad news as all the world's ending. And then, like, you know, they bounce back like six, nine months later. Seems kind of ridiculous to me. But how, how would you uh, – have you read the news on this? And are you, do you keep yeah, up they spent, the spent Yeah, they're spending a lot of money to buy uh, Dominion, all right? I think that was the name of the company they're buying. Uh, yeah. So that they're spending, I think, fourteen billion dollars to buy Dominion, and yeah, people look at it as negative. Oh, look how much money they're spending! And, oh man, they're going into debt. Oh man, I, I don't want that stock. And you're right. I think you're you're getting the hang of it, Bill, when you're saying, "Is this an opportunity?" As it's falling, and the answer is, I think it's an opportunity. It pays an eight percent dividend yield. It's going to make two dollars eleven cents. It's a thirty-three dollar stock. It's not a cheap stock. But it's not expensive either. So, and return equity is only 10%. But trying to get bigger is not by buying a, a competitor is not necessarily a negative thing. But I would be a little patient to see where it stops falling and maybe starts rising to pick it up. I, I might be a little patient about that. But it does look like an opportunity, Bill. It really does. And that's Enbridge, everybody. E N B. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Pease, and we have one goal here, and that is to help you achieve financial freedom, everybody. And, of course, we will continue to do this right after this break. So give us a call. Your questions are welcome and desired. 888-99-CHART. You're building your financial future, but you must have finance and investment questions. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley are ready to provide their unbiased answers. So don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Rasesh in San Jose. Rasesh? Rasesh? Hi, Rasesh. How are yeah. you doing? In San Jose there. Good. Thanks. Uh, good. Thanks, uh, thanks uh, for everything that you do for us. Um, Thank you. Appreciate so it. I'm you. looking to start a uh, looking to start a position in um, FedEx or UPS. Um, okay. Like I'm looking to see what's a good entry position on both of them. Or uh, I like both of them, but FedEx looks much better right now. Uh, like on price to book and price to sales value wise, uh, right. forward key looks good on FedEx better. Um, just trying to see like. Uh, 
Should I have them 50-50 in my portfolio, 60-40? Okay. That would be a good entry point for them. Okay. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the economic cycle for a second first, because FedEx and UPS and all those all those types of companies that make deliveries of packages, they they do poorly uh, in a recession. Okay, uh, their stock starts to go down before a recession hits, like many stocks do before. So the question is: Is this a good time in the economic cycle? to be buying these stocks, and I would probably say no, because we're on a high on the economic cycle. The economic cycle, we're doing pretty good. So these stocks have risen pretty good, even though it's been weak recently. I think you'll get a very nice pullback in both of them within the next month or two, maybe three, and that would be a good time to buy. And for, let's say, UPS, I'm liking it. It's $162 right now. I'm really liking it at about $130, but I'm also liking it at about $150. Those are support areas that I kind of think. So it could find support here, but what I don't like is that it has been lower highs, and and uh, when the stock goes down, it comes up, and then it goes back down and comes back up. It's a lower high the second time. And it's been lower highs one, two, three times now, meaning I think it's getting tired. Now, I like both of them. They pay nice dividends. They're good, solid companies. These are companies you want to put in your portfolio and kind of leave them alone, both of them, and you'll be fine. They'll do very well. We're just talking about when is a good time to put them in your portfolio. Now, you could buy them today and just forget about it. And if you leave it alone for 10 years, they'll do just fine. But. I think you can get a better price from them if you're a little bit patient. I like them both, Rasish. So I would hold. I would be a buyer of both of these. But I think I'd be a little patient. Very strong companies, by the way. Both of them. Very strong. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Um, but sales are starting to fall off, just so you know, a little bit. But you're talking about a $138 billion company for UPS. I mean, geez, big, big, big. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Retailers say shoppers are not buying big-ticket items anymore. And what they're talking about, anything over $1,000. They say the sales of those big-ticket items are down 5.5% year over year. Down 5.5% year over year. Remember, we're having pretty good economic statistics come out, but we're talking about what's happening underneath all that and retailers are saying people are not buying big ticket items okay and we know the ism number i just quoted you today was up very nicely why what's the deal that was the service sector not items not manufacturing sector. service sector the manufacturing sector is the one that's having more trouble also as a result prices have come down Big ticket, big ticket item prices down four tenths of one percent, four to six percent since July, on a monthly basis. So um, you know something to concern yourself about, something that is a problem. Treasury bonds, the ten-year Treasury is a, is is on track for a third straight year of losses. Treasuries. How often do you think that's happened in the past? Never. It's never happened before. 
Never. Now it has. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family member about our free podcast downloads. Get your downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And if you do download it through iTunes, please rate us. We really would appreciate that. And remember to follow us on social media and be sure to like and tag InvestTalk. This helps everyone in the InvestTalk community. Independent thing is shared success. This is InvestTalk. Good night, everybody. InvestTalk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening, and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.